<laughs> ho, 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 everybody. Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Elden Nerds Podcast. I am your co-host, joined as always, always with his Santa beard in tow. Yeah. Deuterino. It's getting closer. <laughs> How's it going, man? Happy holidays. Ah, pretty good. Uh, thanks, and uh, same to you. It is holiday season, and my beard is getting whiter and whiter every year. Yeah, man, you're gonna have to have kids on your lap pretty soon. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think having a white beard is a license to have kids on your lap. <laughs> that could be a problem. Yeah, it could be. Oh, it's cool, ma'am. I've got I a white beard. beard. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, your daughter's safe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so, man. Uh, the beard is the beard isn't what it is. It's the Christmas spirit. Beards are meaningless. That's right, man. Well, let's let's talk about that Christmas spirit for a second or two here. We got two holiday records we picked out. Kind of, I would say they're both from our childhood, right? These are yeah from TV specials that we watched growing up. Left some impressions on us, our mm-hmm. young minds. Hopefully some good memories. And uh, yeah, we thought we'd share them with you today and what we call the uh, the Christmas quickie. Just uh, yep. two quick records, in and out, on with the rest of your day. Yeah, so I guess to get there, we should uh, jump in, huh? Let's. Okay. I themed it up, man. All right, so uh, <laughs> my pick is uh, a beautiful little album by... John Denver. It's from 1975. It's called Rocky Mountain Christmas. Why don't we uh, jump into Aspen Glow? Taste the warm of winter wine. Dream of softly falling snow. Winter's gold. Aspen Glow. As the winter days unfold, hearts grow warmer with the cold. Peace of mind is all. Aspen is a life to live See how much there is to give See how strongly you believe See how much you may receive Alright, so that was Aspen Glow from John Denver's Rocky Mountain Christmas. Uh, John Denver, you know, that's got his vibe all over it. It's That particular song isn't so Christmas-y as it is about winter and... The area, nature, the landscape, um, you know, well known for songs like Rocky Mountain High and Sunshine on My Shoulder and all that kind of stuff and uh, into ecology and all that. So Henry John Deutschendorf Jr., that's his real name. <laughs> that's his real last name. That's his real name. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. I knew Denver was a little too on the nose for him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so American singer, songwriter, activist, actor, humanitarian. He started in folk music in the late 60s right, as a writer for other artists. Hmm. 33 albums and singles that were certified gold and platinum. He was huge. Mostly played acoustic guitar, had the bangs, <laughs> the 70s hair, bell bottoms. Yeah. Say far out all the time. <laughs> People loved him. 
And, you know, when I was growing up in the, I guess, mid to late 70s, people like my parents' friends would say I looked like a little John Denver, which at the time was a good thing. <laughs> I had glasses and the blonde bangs and whatever and yeah. stuff. So, so I really, I really always liked this album in particular. It's his 10th album. And uh, this is his first actual holiday album. It had a uh, few, it has several traditional songs, but what, like four or five originals on here, Andy? Yeah, you got the Aspen Glow as the opener, which we just heard, mm-hmm. I believe, as part of another record that he released previously. Is that right? Yes. They, they re recorded Aspen Glow from uh, Take Me to Tomorrow. And the other song we're going to talk about later, Please Daddy, from Farewell Andromeda. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas for Cowboys and A Baby Just Like You were written for this. Yeah, so yeah, a handful of originals and then quite a few standards that you'll recognize. They're all pretty, I would say, minimal in terms of arrangements. The yep. Like guitar, some orchestral uh, embellishments, which mm-hmm. sound good, but it's all pretty understated, I would say. It's very... It's a very calm, soothing record to put on. Both his voice is being very smooth and also uh-huh. the accompaniments are just kind of they're not getting in the way of each other, I guess. They're not trying to outdo each other by any means. So I don't, I don't did you mention the, the T V special already? I don't think We haven't we haven't gotten to that we yet. Talk that about that, cause I think that's uh and that changed my perspective of the whole record. Once okay. I saw the visuals I kind of like were accompanying yeah. this originally. Yeah, I, th- I think you know the TV special was from 1975, and it doesn't match up exactly with the with the record or anything. Right. It's got some of the songs, but it's so you can find it on YouTube. It's a little mushy in quality, but you can find it. The Rocky Mountain, <laughs> uh, John Denver Rocky Mountain Christmas. You're talking about the recording quality, not the overall the, the, the recording sauce. quality, but the vibe of it's mushy too. <laughs> <laughs> And those were those were pretty typical kind of things. Those type of specials back in the in the seventies and eighties. You know, you had your three main channels and PBS. So these were TV events that like tons of people, millions and millions of people watched. Why don't you describe what you saw when, <laughs> when you started your your Rocky Mountain Christmas special? Okay, well, it's if you can picture this, it's, it takes place in the middle of the Rockies, apparently. Like, in the fields, surrounded by mountains, in this translucent dome, yeah, which like apparently that. is like heated inside. John Denver is on a stage surrounded by plants, and you can see just trees and mountains around him. And he's got, you know, his goofy-looking <laughs> hair and glasses from the 70s. <laughs> and there's butterflies flying <laughs> around. Right. A butterfly lands on his hand. What does he say when the butterfly lands on his hand? Oh, what does he say? Far out. Of course. (laughs) Says it about 12 times in the first 30 seconds. (laughs) No, the whole thing has a very just warm innocence to the whole. I can't believe, I can't believe people watch this on TV. Like this qualified as entertainment back in the 70s. It was an hour, it was an hour long special. It had like uh, Olivia Newton John and Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Martin plays banjo with them. Good. Yeah. Well, Steve Martin like is a recording artist of bluegrass music with his banjo. Yeah. He has groups and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty typical to have your celebrity guests, some wacky sort of uh, sketch type 
stuff mm-hmm. wasn't unusual for that time. Like wacky little pl- plays within specials and the moments when he's with the kids showing them how to make those sleds out of barrels and oh, yeah, right things like that there's just a whole montage of him just like skiing down the mountainside and just dogs well, frolicking so it has that kind of thing where he's talking about the ecology and he's talking about this whole thing about fish like mm-hmm. where the fish are breeding and whatever <laughs> so yeah it had a nature special thing going there's on a, there's a part where he wrestles with a grizzly bear yes yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm skipping around. This one part, he's rolling around on the ground with a bear. Like, yeah, it was a female bear, and he was telling the story about the grizzlies and how they were trying to bring them back to the area. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, That's so cool. the guy, yeah, what he did was he had power at the time as an entertainer, and he brought things that he thought were important into Americans' homes. It's pretty cool. I, I we can't, You can't get away with that stuff anymore. Not on a large scale, anyway. No, this would never fly in 2021. No. But it's very interesting to look back on it and just see how different the culture is. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we listen to another uh, of his originals? I liked this as a, as a kid. My parents didn't because <laughs> for a Christmas song, it's got sort of a negative connotation, which I think is what drew me to it. Mm-hmm. It's It was originally called Please Daddy, but then in parentheses they added... Don't get drunk this Christmas. Now I'm almost eight, as you can see. You came home a quarter past eleven and fell down underneath our Christmas tree. What I liked about this was just that it was a different type of story, right? I mean, Christmases have great memories and good stuff, but they're, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think think it was an attempt at social commentary about alcoholism and, and stuff without being, you know, without going too far. That's what I thought it was at first, too, but it doesn't really say anything about the alcoholism or what happens to the family as a result of that or right other than dad's drunk and more in a tv way like at the time if there had been a tv special with a guy a dad that came in drunk Mm -hmm. on christmas and fell down dick van dyke style fell down under the tree (laughs) you know right (laughs) yeah i think kind of from that that vibe where maybe it was about the truth of, of some story of someone's dad being drunk on Christmas and it ruining it or mm-hmm. making mama cry or whatever. He skirted that line. He was kind of a folk artist, sort of a, considered a country artist, and that has a country, right? total country vibe. Yeah. But I always just liked it because it was a little nasty right. compared it's to- a little bit you know, of the dark side or Christmas, I guess, or right. how some people react to the holidays. Uh, no, from that regard, I think it's cool. And it does stand out on the record for sure. Not that's not on the TV special, by the way. No, I was looking for that. I was like, how are they no, gonna no. work that into there? I can't wait to see. No. <laughs> no, that's a cool song. I really enjoyed that one and uh Christmas for Cowboys as well. Yep. I thought it was actually which is right after it on the on the record. Um another original that I thought. 
you know, it ties into life in the Midwest, mm-hmm. but also has a nice kind of sonic quality to it, I would say. Yeah, that one charted. But yeah, uh, so all in all, like the Christmas special, that's cute and funny and very 70s and weird. And if you feel like going to find it, please do. But uh, album-wise, for a Christmas album, I like the originals the best. I enjoy Coventry Carol and Silent Night. I, I really like his rendition. It's very calm, very calming, because it's all very simple, like Andy said earlier. So all in all, I, as, as you said as well, the album itself is pleasant. It's 12 songs. I think it's a good Christmas record, especially if you're looking for something a little more laid back. Yeah, it's very it's very chill. So yeah, Rocky Mountain Christmas, John Denver. Worth digging out. Far out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for that far out Christmas we got you covered. That's right. All right, for my old dog selection here, we're talking about a soundtrack from the 1966 TV special, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole the Christmas. This was very instrumental in my childhood. I didn't see the original in 1966, but we watched the hell out of this in the early 80s. Sure. And I remember getting a copy of it pretty soon thereafter and watching it. Ah, the majority of my right. life. So, yeah. See, there was no copies of it when I was a little kid. Because I mean, maybe, but we didn't have a VCR till 1986. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I watched it every year. That was it. Yeah, this and Rudolph were like the ones we had mm-hmm. to like check the TV guide for and see like when that was going to be on. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's uh, directed and produced by Chuck Jones, which may sound familiar because he's the main guy behind Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. The song lyrics are written by Dr. Seuss, the famous children's author. And a well-renowned doctor. <laughs> doctor of Seussology. Mm-hmm. You have the MGM Studio Orchestra and Chorus provides a lot of the backing it's rotation vocals. And then uh, Boris Karloff is kind of the the talent, I would say. He does the voice mm-hmm. of the Grinch, the narrator. And I didn't even realize this. He, apparently, he does Cindy Lou Who as well. That's cool. She has a small little part. Uh, yeah, so this is basically the entire audio from the TV show, which is about 20-some minutes long. If you were to watch the TV special, this is exactly what you would hear with all the little mm-hmm. um, soundtrack elements as well as the songs. Shall we jump in and play probably the iconic song from this? This is a little bit of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a... Thirty-nine and a half foot pole. You're a vile one. Yeah, a little taste of Mr. your meal, Mr. Grinch. So I think, you know, growing up as a young boy, as we both did, <laughs> I think something appeals <laughs> to that, you know, that sort of nastiness and the darker right. side of, I guess, of Christmas. If that's yeah, well, say, same with, yeah, that's kind with of the, the, the... Please don't get drunk, right? I mean, yeah. Same kind of deal. It's like, got the Grinch, he's kind of evil. You're like, why is he like this? It's a very stark contrast that they, they draw between the Who's, who are just loving Christmas. And they introduce them with the Cheer Up the Tree song and the Welcome Christmas song, which I'm sure you would recognize the moment you heard. Um, and then we go right to the Grinch on top of Mount Crumpet, and he is just scheming and angry and 
you know, can't deal with all this noise these people are making and ruining his I know, day. Yes. But I will say. Yeah. When he softens up, when I was a little kid and I'd watch it, when he, at, towards the end, when he gets the spirit of Christmas, I'd get kind of cryy a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? The Grinch would make you cry. No kidding. Well, because his, his heart grew. His heart grew, yeah. I know. There's so many like iconic moments. The part where they put the little thing over his heart and it actually grows and breaks the yeah. meter, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Classic, cool. yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, this one has always stuck with me. I watch it every year. Based which, on a book. Yeah, based on the book, which is very similar. It's probably one of the more faithful adaptations of, of the story. Um, and there's been quite a few in recent years, which are all good too, but I think this one, it's short, it's sweet. I think it really cuts right to the heart. And Boris Karloff freaking, he's, yeah. he's, he's awesome as a Grinch. I really, his inflections and really sells it. It's kind of a shame that a lot of the roles he's most known for, like Frankenstein's monster and the mummy from, you know, what used to be called classic movie monsters um, from the thirties. He didn't get to talk and he's got a great voice and delivery. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then just some of the, you know, the imagery they, they kind of, they're like we heard in on your mean one. Yeah, actually, interesting. Let's mention this. Boris Karloff was originally credited as singing that song, but it's actually done by it's a TV actor by the name of Thurl Arthur Ravenscroft, who mm-hmm. was originally uncredited, but give him a little shout out. Yes. Yeah, why don't we play a little snippet towards the end here? This is when he, he kind of does realize the true meaning of Christmas and, uh, you know, decides to, to bring all the gifts back to people of, of Whoville. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And then the true meaning of Christmas came through and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches plus two. And now that his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his loaf through the bright morning light. Yeah, they did such, in the 60s, they did such a good job with orchestration stuff. It was so much more important, like real orchestration, not synthesized. Um, mm-hmm. I just love, I love how well that brings everything together. Yeah, it really fits. And at least for me, like I've seen the special so many times, like even just hearing that snippet, I can totally picture exactly what, it's happening yes. in terms of the action. Yeah, and the orchestration helps with that a lot. Like, Yeah, you can listen to this and basically watch the show in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> seen it as many times as most of us have. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun just to bring it up, a kind of a reminder that this version still exists. It's really short. You can get through it in less than half an hour. It's cool that it's an album. I mean, you know, it, it's it's tough to find, you know, we talked about, Christmas albums, and we've talked about those before. But finding mm-hmm. ones tied to Christmas specials and something that actually captures uh, those moments, because it is a nice Christmas experience to listen to, and you can listen to it with the kids in the car, and uh, maybe they can put down their iPads for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good Christmas story, and it has a good message. Christmas albums are 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 weird. Because most of what we've done in our lives is listen to Christmas on the music on the radio, mm-hmm. and it's a mix of different 
artists and whatever. So listening to whole Christmas albums can you have to really love the artist <laughs> to love the album. Um, and that's why I picked John Denver because it's hard not to like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think both these are pretty likable, and that's probably why they've been around and people still listen mm-hmm. to them after you know fifty, sixty years. Um, yeah, well, what do you think of these records? We'd love to hear your opinions. What are you putting on for your Christmas album uh, listening experiences? I'd love to know. You can shoot us an email, podcastalbumers.com. You can also leave us a voicemail, 585-210-2454. Love to know your thoughts. So subscribe to and download the show in all the usual places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Go give us some ratings. Pass on the good word about the Album Nerds podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at and Twitter at Album Nerds. Word up. We got uh, one more show in the bag before our year-end uh, wrap-up here, so we'll be doing that before 2022, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Hope everybody has a nice, safe, and healthy holiday season. Thanks, Andy. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everybody else. I know, but I'm I'm saying thanks for saying it so I didn't have to. (laughs) Happy holidays. Bye. All right. See you, everybody. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year.